0: The text that you are about to hear is by Charles Olavoie. To find out more about this Canadian author and his previous books, visit www.charlesolevois.com. This episode is from Goodbye Philippines, a collection of short stories. The book are a fictional construction of exchanges between the author and people living in the Philippines, overseas workers and Filipino expats. Goodbye Philippines, a podcast collection of short stories by Charles O. Levois. Through Facebook conversations, George, the narrator of Goodbye Philippines, gets glimpses of Filipino lives in the Philippines and among expatriates and overseas foreign workers. As he discovers the sufferings of the younger generation, he is often reminded of the disparity between the deprivations and emotional angst of his youth. On one trip to the Philippines, he is hospitalized, in delirium, and dependent on local care until he is well enough to fly home. On his return, he shuts everyone out, including Lando, the youth in the Philippines whose college education he paid for. After a long silence, his protégé reaches out, and the two briefly reunite online. The bond between them is poignant, and Lando's longing for a father substitute is palpable. Will George choose to pull away? Read by Warren Carey and music by Angelico Dio. Executive Producer Charles O. Lavoie. Chapter 4 Boy or Girl. One day George saw a post by someone named Crissell. Sometimes it's really painful to know that someone is insulting you personally. Under the comment, there was a photo of a boy in shorts like those worn by pin-up calendar girls. Because of his high-heeled shoes, his legs looked strikingly long, a medallion attached to an almost invisible chain pending from his neck. The model was staring at the camera. Because Cressel was from the very same town in the province of Iloilo, where he would stay every time he was in the Philippines, and they both had several friends in common, George decided to send him a private message. He asked, "'How old are you?' "'I am twenty two, two immediately replied. "'Are you in the fashion industry?' "'Too expensive.' In the messenger box, the dots under Cressel's name were going up and down. George waited for the next message to come in. "'I love dressing up, wearing make and posing, but I am not a model, sir.' I am just a plain boy who is dreaming to become a model. Are you a student? George inquired. I just finished high school, sir. I want also to teach, but we can't afford to send me back to school, Chriselle wrote. Good luck. After they became Facebook friends, Chriselle and George began chatting on a regular basis. I am looking for work. I might go to the city. "'George knew that the youth meant Iloilo Ilo City, which is the capital of the province. "'Would you like to work in the fashion industry?' "'I I don't fly the skin.' "'The next second, having realized that question was not necessarily about a career as a model,' Chriselle added, "'I design my own clothes. "'Would you like to see my dresses?' "'Sure.' A few seconds later George received a photo of a creature wrapped in meters of red fabric at the top of a hill. Quite a length of fabric! My cousin works in a shop that sells to foreigners. The youth was pushing his chest back, both hands on his hips, like professional models conventionally do. The flamboyant red stream was in absolute contrast with the surrounding burned yellow field and a dead-looking tree against which the model was leaning. Everything reflected desolation, except the ethereal creature who was shouting his will to be a celebrity. Wow, George wrote out of surprise. As a thank you, he immediately received the sticker of a tiny pink bird blowing kisses. In his childhood, one of George's cousins used to hand sew dresses for his sister's hard plastic dolls. He also liked to arrange his older sister's hair in elaborate styles similar to the ones seen on TV and in glossy magazines. All the way to and back from school, teenaged boys would regularly chase and occasionally punch him. Having enough of it, he left his village for the nearest big city to study and be what he wanted to be. With a proper diploma in his hands, he was able to have his own beauty salon, He quickly became in high demand among old ladies secluded at home and those living in long-term care facilities. He enjoyed their company and listening to them. They reminded him of his own grandmother, who had always stood for him against the world. With a flair for business, he eventually purchased rental properties to accommodate newcomers from the regions, mostly rural ones. Contrary to his hairdresser cousin, and notwithstanding the fact that he, too, loved boys, George never talked or walked like a girl. On Facebook, Chrissell shared his personal thoughts and feelings, almost daily, it seemed, with three to five sentence-long entries. September twenty seventh, Sometimes it's really painful to know that someone is insulting your personality. And on September twenty fifth, he wrote, Keep searching for someone you love, and when you find that person, stop the search and take the risks. Remember that the world is a vast place, that when you lose the one you love, you have to search the world again. It's like reading a personal journal, George messaged to Griselle, who was online. A chapter of my life, Griselle remarked. George felt tempted to warn the effeminate boy. Don't do that. You will get into trouble for expressing yourself too candidly. Instead, he sent a thumbs-up. One day, Chriselle shared a music clip, Secret Love Song, along with a comment, Sometimes in life you will find a special person, because love is standing on wet cement. The longer you stay, the harder it is to leave, and you can never go without leaving your footprints behind. Secret Love Song is about a girl who wishes to hold her boyfriend's hand and kiss him in public, but abstains from it. The song went viral on YouTube and became a gay anthem. Throughout Asia, including the Philippines, boys with delicate features filmed themselves singing it. Although Criselle lived in a small town of an isolated province, his list of Facebook friends included middle-aged men from the United States, Australian and Arab countries, who were interested in cross-gender dressing. George made the assumption. On October 22nd, Chrissell posted, Never love too deep, because someday it's like you've planted a tree where its roots are too hard to be pulled out. It's very painful to pull out. Rather than commenting on his most recent post, George privately messaged, "'Beautifully written. "'God bless you, sir,' Chrissell messaged back. "'I'm very much proud to say that I'm a gay.' "'Why proud of being gay?' George asked. "'I am proud to say that I am a gay "'because I know deep in myself there is nothing to hide. "'I know that if I express myself I will be much more happy. "'As long as I am happy,' I don't care what other people might say or think about me. I expect life has to offer me the best life ever, wherein I can move freely and free from discrimination and bullying, a life where my family sees me as a successful person. The Filipino boy was a tough cookie, George thought. Having decided to share the story of his hairdresser of a cousin with his new Facebook friend, he wrote, I had a cousin who was bullied when he was a child. George didn't mention that, like others in the village, he too thought that the ostracism was of his cousin's own making, that is, the rolling of hips, the dyed hair, and the flowery scars. He died at an early age of a stroke. Sorry, Chrisel reacted. When he died, he left to his family a nice summer house with a view on the water, and to his lifelong partner, the rental buildings he had acquired over the years. At the end, his loved ones were very proud of him. Wow! For the benefit of the proud-to-be-gay Filipino, George described at length the two evening wake that took place according to his cousin's will. On day one, the coffin showed his cousin in a business suit with his tinted thick glasses on his nose. This was for his immediate family. On day two, men of all shapes in women's fancy dresses came to say farewell to his cousin in a white wedding gown, with makeup and jewels, and a fancy hairdo, and without his glasses. All the time, his lifelong friends stood by the coffin to receive everyone's condolences. Chrissell acknowledged the receipt of the obituary with the emoticon of a face with tears. He followed with, So nice. Thank you, sir. You are welcome, George wrote. He suddenly felt ashamed for the self-gratifying contempt that many gay men show for the ladyboys of the world. He swiftly logged out. Thank you for listening to this chapter of Goodbye Philippines. Here are some questions from the author, and here are some thoughts to ponder. 1. Do you have effeminate friends or relatives? 2. Are they bullied? 3. Do you sometimes wear women's clothes? What's your parents' attitude? We'd love to hear from you. To share your thoughts and your answers to the questions, email charlesolavoie at gmail.com. Want to receive updates about future episodes of Goodbye Philippines? Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Also, feel free to share the link to this episode with your friends and on social media. If you love Goodbye Philippines, check out www.charlesolavoie.com for info on Charles's other published works, a link is provided in the description. Until next time.